0: my name is bobby i'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in ems and fire
1: and my name is jason and i'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in ems and fire and together we're paramedics
0: unscripted
1: on this show everything is on the table we'll talk about burnout in the business calling 911 for non-emergency reasons holly pharmacy frequent flyers the current housing market the financial system BS doctor office visits or anything else we want to, all from a paramedics point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics
0: unscripted.
1: Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. We are back with the SPN The Oat Show. This is actually episode number eight. I fucked up last time, I said it was nine. That was a fuck up on my part. I apologize. This is Jason. I'm here with my co host, Bobby. Bobby, what's up? Say hello.
0: Jason, how are you?
1: I love the excitement, and that's what I'm looking for. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it's a way, way to start off the show with all that energy. That's what I love to hear. All right, man. Well, let's get into it. We, uh, we took a sabbatical for a couple weeks, and we got back on track. And we, like we promised, we're going to be back every week now. Um, so we're setting, setting everything right here. So what do you want to get into today?
0: I think you know what I want to get into. But we'll save that for later. Okay.
1: All right. Well, let's start off with our uh, EMS topic of the week. This is one that was, uh, I know, near, to dear, near and dear to my heart. And I'm sure it's the same with you. still active in the business. And that is. Patients wanting to go
2: to certain facilities for dumb reasons. What are your thoughts?:
0: Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Um, it's definitely uh, <laughs> especially when you've worked in areas like we have where you have a you know literally well, in some of the places you literally have a a hospital on every other street corner. Um, And in those instances, yeah, it's it's not bad because it's just like two steps down the street. But when you work in some of the more spread out areas, or even rural areas, and people you know try to select the hospital they want to go to, it's like it's like look, you called nine one one for an emergency. I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to pick the hospital you want to go to because you like the specific, you know color of jello they have. I called the wall. You know, we're bigger. gonna Yeah, you know, we're gonna go to the the hospital that's the closest with the proper capabilities that will be able to help you. That's the reason why you dialed those three numbers, correct? Sorry I don't mean to be so hostile, but yeah that ha- kind it, of day.
1: Yeah it does. It happens all the time man where where like people would call I know in our area where I worked, like in my particular station where I worked, we had basically three hospitals to choose from. Maybe we could do technically four um, One was pretty far out from where we were, but um, one of the ones that we could choose, well, two of them, the far out one was definitely in another county. And the one out of the three that were in our county or the three that were available to us for the main ones, one of them was out of our county. We would have people want to go there all the time because they think they'll get seen faster. Um, that's where their doctor is, da, 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 all these other dumb excuses. And first of all, most of the doctors don't, your doctors don't work at the hospital. They just have privileges there. Um, also as an EMS person, like you said, we have to take you for 911, like true emergency. We have to take you to the closest appropriate facility. Um, and that doesn't mean we get to go further because like I said, you like the wallpaper at this hospital versus, versus this one. Um, cause your doctor can come to any hospital to do stuff. And if they need to move you for pri- privileges reasons, um, they also have private ambulances that can come take care of that part if they need to get that done for you. So it's complete bullshit. And we used to have that all the time. And um where I worked, um our department would be how do we say this nicely? Like they would uh some of the higher up ass kisses would uh lean towards like the customer service aspect and forget that we're actually a nine one one department, not like a taxi cab place, and try to be like, Oh yeah, you can take them there if you want to. And it's like, no, I don't want to. Well,
0: oh, yeah. wait a minute, in today's terms that would be Uber. <laughs> yeah, right,
1: right. Or Lyft. Uber, Uber ambulance.
0: <laughs> you know well, but hold on. I, I still got to give a shout out to Uber and Lyft because uh, you know I use them all the time, and I think they're great. Yeah, I
1: I used to um yeah. I used to give my uh so, my patients I'll
0: give them a quick plug.
1: Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah, I used to give my patients that would do this all the time. Um, repeated like the frequent flyers that would have this issue all the time. I would give them all the private ambulance numbers and like put right. it all in there, like give them a list and like hand it to them. You know, or write it down for them real quick somewhere and be like, yeah, if you want to do this kind of stuff for not emergency stuff. You need to call these people because that's what they do. That's the whole, that's that whole business side of it. Is well, now,
0: especially now in, in today's climate, especially the way things have amped up right now, as far as, uh, because there's a lot of people that, that don't want to get the jab, you know, that work in, you know, whether they're hospital workers, whether that be nurses, doctors, you know, techs, you know, anybody in the hospital or, or even, you know, fire EMS and police. There's a lot less people out there now because people are, and I know we touched on this last time. We use LA County as an example, Um, and this was last week. There was LA County had I think 870 fire and EMS personnel that were, uh, you know, have developed a class action lawsuit against Los Angeles because you know their their jobs are being threatened, you know, because they they don't want to get the jab. And they are willing to to walk off the job to stand up for what they believe, in. I respect that. But people need to understand that because of these types of things, especially in the hospitals is where we're seeing it most now, uh, hospitals are – because of – they're so understaffed because of this problem. we're having to divert to farther hospitals and like have no choice. So that hospital that that special patient said, Hey, let me go. I want to go to this hospital. It's like, okay, well actually, we're not going to have a choice. We're actually going to have to go there Um, because we don't have a choice because either some of these hospitals are undermanned and they can't handle certain things like they used to. And they put themselves in what we call reroute um, where they can't accept any more patients. And that's a big problem right now. Um,
1: Yeah, people need to know that's the hospitals doing that. That's not us.
0: That is is the hospital, that's not us. Now, as far as where people are really gonna start to, in my opinion, start to really Mm -hmm. start to wonder about these things because it's gonna, when it hits their backyard, when they actually have to call for an emergency and because of the lack of personnel, whether it's fire, EMS or police department, there's going to be a big lag time between that phone call and someone actually getting to their house. It's starting to get to that point because of a bunch of things, whether it's you know this situation where there's lack of personnel due to the whole COVID situation, or even the the whole defund the police movement, which I think is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. You know, because uh, who are the first people to complain? When police don't get to their house fast enough are the same people that want to defund the police, it just makes no sense to me
2: right, you know, so, right.
0: but that's that's a whole other rabbit hole but um you know, but that's uh that's what's going on as far as but but like you said jason that's that's also that's when it comes to the hospitals at this point, they're doing that right now, that's not us, but yeah. getting back to your point about you know there's a lot of Certain patients that you know they'll call nine one one and they'll they'll want to go to a, a hospital of their choice. Well a lot um, of people Yeah, I don't I don't play that game because uh you know, if one, a lot of times the hospital they want to go to is a lot farther away and it's it's actually would could it depending on the situation could possibly cause them more harm if I didn't go to a closer facility with the proper capabilities. Well, but, like so yeah, not... in
1: my situation we would go to a one of the hospitals that we could go to just because of where my station was located was out of County. So if we were to take someone up to that facility, even though we have another hospital, you know, maybe a mile closer in our County or two miles closer in our County, that's the same level of care. Um, When we go to that hospital and drop them off, we're now dealing with more traffic coming back. We're out of the County. So we're out of service longer, which means we can't help other people because this person who may be doing it for selfish reasons reasons um, just wants to go to that hospital for whatever reason, you know? And that's where sure. I, I usually would put my foot down and be like, no, you know, we're, we're going to go to this one. This is your choice. And, and the other thing I want to say, too, is as patients, um, I'm sure not any patients are listening to this podcast, but patients need to listen to the paramedics on the trucks because we know what's going on, like in our neighborhood. Like most time I would tell people like, hey, let's go to this hospital because it, it was the closest one, obviously. But also because I know that hospital particularly is not very busy. Um, Uh, it's not the, it's not the massive trauma center one. That's going to have all that stuff in the ER. So it was one you could go to get your help, get the heck out of there, not spend eight hours of your night there or whatever. So a lot of times I would tell people, Hey, you need to go this one. And then sometimes if it was like a, you know, a flip the coin, kind of you're halfway between each one. And I'm like, Hey man, I recommend hospital a, and they go, I want to go to B. I'm like, all right, go to B. And then B sucks. You know, I actually had a, one of the stories I want to say was I had a, I had a patient that was adamant, non, non emergency call. They called nine one, but it wasn't really an emergency. Um, but they were adamant that they had to go to the hospital outside the county. They had to go to this hospital. That was like two miles further than the hospital that we would normally why, go to. why
0: did they have to go? Why did they have to go because to a hospital? Like, they yeah.
1: liked the colors of the walls or I don't know. I don't remember the dumb reason, but it was something stupid. But then reason. at
0: that point, at that point, is it really an emergency? I, I agree.
1: I agree. So I sure. did all that standard arguing back and not, not arguing, but you know, making my case of look, you know, you called nine one one, one, um, you know, this hospital right here that I'm telling you about can do this. And they're like, well, my doctor works up here. And I'm like, well, your doctor doesn't work in the hospital. Um, nowadays they have the internet, so they can just send all your charts up. That's not hard to do any of that anymore. It's not like this isn't the sixties or whatever. Um, and uh, so we went back and forth for a while. Finally, he, this patient decided he wanted, he still wanted to do his way. So I said, fine. At this point, we've wasted 10 minutes on the scene or whatever. Let's just get out of here. i so will take you up to your stupid hospital. So we go up to that hospital. We walk in, they send us out to triage, uh, which like I said, sometimes, or we've talked about this on podcast, sometimes just cause cause you come in by ambulance doesn't mean you're going to a room. You come in, they send us out to triage where there's the main doors for civilians to walk in. So we, we, we come through the hospital, go out into that area. Um, I lower him down on the cot. The how, the ER is packed. That, that waiting room there is packed with people. There's probably a hundred, 200 people in there. And, um, we lower the cot and he looks at me like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Well, they they told us that you're gonna go start out in triage," and he's like, "Oh," and I was like, "He's like, well, how how long's the wait?" I was like, "Uh, by estimate, I'm looking, I'd say probably six hours. I I don't know, like just by amount of pe- sheer sheer amount. Of pe- I mean, there's over a hundred people in here. I mean, there was there was barely any seats left." And he's like, "He's like, oh oh no no, I want to go to the other hospital now, the one that I had recommended, you know, and then he would have been out of there in like two hours or something." And, he's, and I was like, "No, nope, pimp." You know, train only goes one way, sorry. And I lowered the cot and got him off the cot. And then I, uh, <clears throat> I went out to the... You know, there was a cop there. This, this, this ER had a... Plus, 20- it would be illegal.
0: It would be illegal for you to, since you already arrived at that facility. Right, right, right. Yeah, to yeah. To I'm
1: already there. I've already transferred care right. to the nursing staff. Like, at this point, the, the, their triage nurse had sent me here. Like, I'm not legally allowed to just move you around. Again, this is a no. taxi service. So, they had this, this particular ER had a, a police officer there from the county that just keeps everybody in line in case there's any raff or whatever stuff going on. And um, so he comes up to me and he goes, he goes, he goes, Hey man. He looks at my shirt and the back of my shirt says what County I work for. And he goes, dude, why the heck are you all the way up here? And I said, Oh, this guy wanted to go up here. Cause you know, I guess you have better food or something. I don't know. And he starts laughing. He's like, Jesus Christ. And so I have to go in now and talk to the, the, <clears throat> the charge nurse in the triage area who then, you know, I pass on my patient care report for so I passed on my patient care report and you know, I tell her what's going on. And this guy has like toe pain or whatever, something stupid he had. And, and then she, I go, Hey, just for uh, I told him six hours. I'm, I was just guesstimating. She's like, she, I was like, what is it really? I'll just give him an update. And, uh, and she goes, she goes oh, right now. I mean, with that, this is stuff he's looking at probably, he goes, he's probably looking at eight hours. And she shows me the list of all the patients that are in the triage. You know, they're out in the waiting room and they have all been, they're in a list, and they're going to take from the top, obviously, of this list one at a time. And he's, I'd say, uh, three-quarters of the way down, okay? So he's in the, the, you know, the 75 percentile range down there and towards the bottom. I go, oh, really? I go, hey, can you do me a favor? I was like, can you drag him down to the bottom? And she goes, she goes, yeah, sure. And she just takes him and drags him down to the very last patient. So now it's like nine or 10 hours. I go, thanks. And I go out there and I just go, hey, Mr. So-and-so, I need you to sign this here, you know, paperwork. And he signs. And I was like, hey, just, you know, I just talked to him. It's going to be about nine or 10 hours. Have a good night, man. And I leave because fuck that guy, you know, like wasting resources, not listening to the EMS, just thinking he knows better, all being a little baby about stuff. When he had cars at his house, he could have easily driven or had his wife drive him or whatever. Like they were capable people or his son was there like anybody could have driven this guy, but he just wanted to be an ass. So that's how you get treated, you know? And And, and I'm sorry for being like that, but this is the kind of bullshit that we have to deal with
0: that. And no, that's not, uh, and for the listeners out there, we're not trying to sound harsh. This is stuff that happens literally all the time. And, and the reason why Jason and I are very, you know, we can get very irate when it comes to people that call 911 for that type of situation is they're just preventing an actual emergency from getting the closest help that they need that's that's all it does and i know there's a lot of people out there that'll be like well you know And even people in this line of work, they will be like, well, you know, that's, that's, they call 911, you know, their tax, their tax paying dollars pay for that. It's like, well, yeah, I get that. But you're also, you also need to be, you know, logical to the fact that, okay, if I dial those three numbers for bullshit reasons when I really don't have to, just because I I want to ride to the hospital and I don't want to put one of my family members out or whatnot. And it's not truly an emergency, you are preventing, you know, a real emergency close by from getting the proper closest vehicle there or around to to respond to them.
1: Yeah, and not and in and, and where I worked, like like I said, I had to go out of the county. So you're talking, you know, ten minutes trying to persuade him to go to the one that I recommended that obviously ended up being the right choice then then we wasted that then we had to take them then i have to drive 10 or you know once we get up there and we do all our paperwork up there before we can leave then we leave the facility then we have to drive 15 minutes more than we would have to drive back from the other hospital so that means we're out of service because we're not even in our own county so we're not going to like go to respond to calls in our county unless like we're the only unit available or something like that so like we're not even in service in our County yet all because this guy like wanted to go where, you know, like I said, the wallpaper was better or whatever. And it, and it was just asinine. And then like you were saying, there are like, we had people in my department that were like the higher up people that were like, of course, like the, you know, the almost like customer service representatives like, well, you got to do what the customer says. I'm like, not really, you know, not in these certain situations because if it's not in a, you know, if it's not an emergency, they really don't need to be calling nine one for that stuff. You know, they can go to the urgent cares or they can go to the ER themselves or they can call a taxi and go to the ER themselves or whatever. They don't need to use us for the rides and, and deplete the system uh, because and because all this, like you were saying, because nowadays this whole society now is like, you know, a me, me, me society. So it's all about them and they don't give a fuck about most other people. And that's that's the kind of stuff I could stand um, as I was getting done, becoming ending my career. Like, I just saw it more and more and I was just like, I'm done, <laughs> you
2: know,
0: well, I. I... Nowadays I don't even really give them a chance if it's a, if it's a situation like that I don't even give them the chance to like try to well I want to go here no I this I'm like this is what your choices are. Yeah. You have this hospital or this hospital. Those are your choices. You know, um sorry we cannot go anywhere else. Yeah. Um or you know I will especially in today's climate I will be like um the hospital you want to go to is on reroute right now so we couldn't even go there if we wanted to. So these are your choices.
1: Yeah. And then you can work, you can go work in like Washington DC, for instance, which is a totally different kind of EMS system, right? What their system is, where our system was, is we had a protocol here, are your four hospitals, maybe five that you can go to with your standard right. being these three. And there's a couple extraneous circumstances that would be
0: dependent. DC got about like 10.
1: Well, yeah, but like, in, like in our where I was, since I was so North in our County, I could go to this other County one. Cause it was kind of sometimes close depending on where you were, but like in DC, for instance, lot of, and there may be other jurisdictions that do this. I'm, I'm used to D I just know it from DC. Um, and I did not work for DC, but I know this stuff. Um, they call in with to a, like a command center, so to speak for lack of better terms or a supervisor. I don't know who they're actually talking to on the radio, but they talk to someone on the radio. They say, Hey, I got a, this is ambulance five or medic five or whatever. I have a BLS call. I have an ALS call. Um, back pain, whatever, whatever the problem is, maybe some quick vital signs, some just generic, like, so you can kind of sort of get a quick picture. And then that person on the other end of the radio then says, okay, go ahead and go to hospital number two out of the 10, like you said. And then the patient really wants to go to five because everybody wants to go to five and they go, patient wants to go to five. He goes, nope, they go to two or okay, fine. Go to five or whatever. They would make the decision because what they do is called system status management, because it's a big, obviously, Washington, D.C. is a huge city and a huge population. So what they're doing is they have to put their units that are going to the hospital, they have to put them towards certain hospitals so that when they clear, that part of the, that part of the city is covered by a unit. So they can't have all of them going to hospital Number five because then anybody that calls 911 that's near any of these other hospitals, there's no units available. They're all at hospital five. I mean, they're so, all so far away. So that's what system status management is, and that's what D.C. does. So that's even totally different than what you're saying and totally different than what I'm saying. So that's why people, and I actually kind of like that scenario anyway, because then you don't, the burden's not on us to sit there and argue for 10 minutes or whatever, or like you said, you know, pretty much put our foot down sometimes, which we had to do too, to be like, Hey, Nope, you're going to this hospital or I'm not taking you, you know, <laughs> you know, like, stuff well, like
0: I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how, and, and I'm, and I'm not commending this by any means, but it's amazing how, you know, it, how lack of an emergency, you know, it's not an emergency at all, you know, it, it, how when you just give them, okay, these are the two hospitals that you have the choice to go to. I know it's not the one you want to go to, but this is your choice. Well, I don't want to go then. Okay, so you don't want to go to the hospital now. No.
1: Right, but you just woke us up for no reason then. It,
0: it, it, but it, it's just that. Is de- well, I mean, there are also times when it actually is an emergency and there's a patient that wants to go to a specific hospital because they say they had a bad experience at uh, a hospital that we were going to go to. You know, it's like, well, I'm sorry, we have to go to this hospital. And they'll, they'll be like, well, no, then I, I don't want to go anywhere. It's like, well, sir, you're, you know, you're possibly having a heart attack. You need to go to this particular hospital because, like, say they're a cardiac center. Yeah, you know, and they'll be like, "No, I know I had a bad experience last time. I, if I go, we can't go to this hospital. I don't want to go at all." It's like, "Well, cool, press heart two copies. Yeah, it's like I, you know, it's like I do not recommend it because what I'm seeing here is you are possibly, you know, most likely having a heart attack and you need to go asap now to this place. You know, plus the hospital you want to go to can't facilitate what we you need to go for because they're not a cardiac center. Right. So, it, and it it it, it just It becomes situations like that that can be, you know, sometimes ridiculous or, you know, whatnot. Because, you know, patients have their mind made up that they want to go to a certain place, and it just doesn't. It's not always going to work out that way. It's it's even really hard when it's like I was just talking about when it's an actual emergency and they have their mind set on a specific place, and it's like, well, no, you can't go there because one, they can't handle this. And then two, um, they're not open anyway. So we have to go to this hospital and sometimes the serious patients. so we'll try to sign out against medical advice yeah. as well.
1: Well, that's what, I mean, I, I did this, you know, like we talked about earlier, I've done it for 20 years and it was like, I'm sorry, that's yeah, going crazy.
0: Um,
1: for, uh, you know, and I got to the point near the end of my career where I was like, like that exact situation where you said where it's a real patient, like it's someone that we actually think needs to go to the hospital and they want to, you know, like well, the last time the nurse there was mean, And it's like, okay, well there's a hundred nurses. There. There's chances of you finding the same nurse is probably pretty rare. But, uh, if you couldn't convince, them, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have you sign a patient refusal AMA and that's it. And I'm getting out of there because I don't have time to, you know, I'm going to do my little speech to like, like you said, to sir, this is, you know, this is a medical emergency. You need to go to the hospital for this. I cannot force you to go but I can strongly recommend it, you know what I mean? And then after that, if they're still doing that nonsense, just you either call the police and let them know and let them handle it, or or you just get out of their AMA and, you know, and then you just kind of, you know, as you go through your career, you learn to not really dwell on those too much, or at least I would learn that, you know?
0: That's why I think it's great, like, especially states like, where's um, a good state? Uh, Maryland. Maryland's a good state. I know I've mentioned Maryland before, but Maryland has a system set up I mean, trust me, I don't like everything Maryland does, but, um, but Maryland has a system set up to where, you know, specific hospitals are, have specific roles. And, um, there's a, like, if you, if you have a hand emergency, you're going to go to what's labeled a hand center. And there's usually a hospital that's, I think it's Johns Hopkins has there. They have a specific, you know, hand center attached to their emergency services, Yeah, you know, or, if you have, you know, or certain hospitals are, are labored, labeled uh, cardiac centers, you know, for, for any, you know, uh, you know, heart attacks or cardiac arrests or whatnot, places that are, are labeled specifically as cardiac centers that can, that have the best care and are best equipped to handle those situations or stroke, you know, centers, burn stroke centers. centers, you know, for, for anything neuro or burn centers. And you're going to go to a specific place that are already basically pre-labeled, you know, and, um. But that being said, you still have, when it comes to a lot of your bullshit that, that people call for, not that it's all bullshit, but a lot of a lot of it is bullshit. You know, then you have, you know, some of your smaller, uh, I guess, uh, you know, neighborhood hospitals, if you will, or just smaller hospitals that, that patients can go to that we, that they also have access to that they can handle the small stuff.
2: Right.
0: But it, it, it. it You know, it all depends on, like we said before, it all depends on where where you live, uh, what what your state does, what your city, you know, what your city protocols are, you know, what you know protocols, yeah, yeah, what your city and you know, state government has in place. You know, it all depends on how the system's set up. But um, getting back on point, you know, from what Jason started out saying that. Yeah, it it can become a problem when patients want to go to specific hospitals, and it's just, you know, it's not possible.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's always possible, but it's just, I don't know. It, well, yeah. It, it, like like yeah. in
0: places like like in places like say like Baltimore, like Baltimore, you literally have like I said before, you literally have a hospital on like every other street corner, and um, you know, so it's like someone's like, ah. I don't want to go to University of Maryland. I want to go to Mercy. All right, it's just a couple blocks away. That's cool. You know, it, that is easy or like or even places in in New York, you know. It's it's a lot easier to facilitate, you know, that type of situation, but when it comes to a lot of counties or you know, areas where like I said where it's all spread out, it's a lot harder to deal with.
1: Yeah, cuz where I worked at my station, we were um my primary station, we were in the northern end of the county. So if we had there We had two hospitals in our actual county, per se. Um, One of them was the main one, the main trauma center and all that stuff. But if we had to go to that hospital, which is also the stroke hospital, stuff like that, we had to go, and cardiac and all that stuff, we had to go all the way down. It was actually technically outside the county, but just by a little bit. um, All the way to the south end, which then means for that entire time we're doing our transport, for that entire time we're at the hospital getting patient care reports done, um, and all that, and restocking and cleaning and deconning and all the stuff we have to do every call and writing reports. By the time we get back in our truck, we are then in the south end of the county in, in service, but in the south end of the county. So if someone calls in the north end of the county and they haven't moved any other units up there or all the other units are on calls, I mean, you're like, you know, like you were talking about with that LA stuff going on. I mean, you're talking a you know, a good 20, 15 minute, 20 minute response. And if it's a cardiac arrest at that point, you're doing uh it's just training by the time you get there. Unfortunately. All right. And,
0: and, and, and- as much as i hate to say this you know i think the people need to hear it out there um is I, cuz i i'm seeing it in increments you know as we speak um it's going to get worse it's going to get worse before it gets better because um until you know the general public bec- comes to some sort of agreement on you know look you know, I understand both sides of this whole, you know, jab situation. I get it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say exactly what side I'm on. One thing I can say is, am I anti-vaccination? Absolutely not. I mean, like we talked about before, I think you know, you and I have probably had more vaccines in this line of work than a lot of people, you know, walk in the yeah. earth. But, but you know, I I support the fact that. If someone doesn't want to get something like that, then they don't have to get it. It's It goes back into the, the old saying, you know, my body, my choice, you know, and like I said last podcast, I think it's funny when you have these, you know, these men and women out there when it comes to certain situations, when it comes to certain topics like abortion, you know, well, it's my body, my choice. Yeah, I agree with you. It is. But what? On the same hand, why aren't you saying the same thing when it comes to certain things like this, when this particular situation, when it comes to the jab? And um, but getting back to the topic, it's going to get worse as far as like you were. You made your point about, uh, you know, response times because of this situation. It's going to get worse because more people are going to either lose their jobs or they're going to walk off the job because they're just standing up for what they believe in. And that means there's going to be less personnel on the streets, which means it's going to be, this is a bad analogy, but I'm just going to say it's going to be like toilet paper a year ago. It's like there's going to be less of it because people are trying to hoard it and there's going to be more of a demand, but there's going to be a shortage because there's going to be, you know, less of a product in, you know, in a sense, it's supply and demand. It's like, there's going to be more de- de- of a demand for services, but there's going to be a lot less personnel on the street.
1: Yeah. And, and, and yeah. we kind of touched on it last week too, how ironic it is that, you know, six months ago, these exact same people that we're referring to that are, you know, hospital workers, EMS workers, fire workers, police workers, all this different stuff. Are, we're all heroes six months ago, but now it's like, Oh no, no, you, you either do this or you're, or you're out.
0: Like, which which is asinine me, in my in my opinion, to me is absolutely. I and like I said, I don't. I support both views. Right. I'm right, not. Right. I, I'm not. I'm not saying either side is bad. I'm just saying that that is the most
2: un-American. You know,
0: thing to do in my opinion. By basically trying to mandate someone do something or else. I mean, it's, it's just, you right, know but, know that, and,
2: people-
1: and, well, yeah. And they weren't mandated before. You see what I'm saying? Well, that That's what's kind of bullshit. Like they weren't mandated before when, when this, so was called uh, jabs were available. They wasn't mandated yet, but now they're trying to make it mandated, but all those people already worked there for all this time and that was okay. But that's why I, it's a double standard crap. I can't stand, you know, and well, it, it's and that,
0: it, that's where, that's where people need to, they need to stand up and ask questions and be like, no, I'm not going to accept this. It, 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 and that, it basically comes down to that. And because, it, like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I don't care what side of the fence you're on. Everybody is going to be affected. Yeah. And, um, and um, that that is the reality of it. it I, I see it. I've been seeing it, like I said, in increments for months. And, um, I mean, look how bad it's gotten up to this point. Imagine six months from now. I mean, yeah. what do you what do you think that what do you think that climate's going to look like? Yeah, it's only going to get. I mean, are we going to have are we going to have like worse? Are we are we going to be at a point where oh yeah, we have a twenty minute response time that's actually pretty good from last month. From last <laughs> right. Month. I mean, I mean, is it going to get that bad? But again, if and, it, um, and again,
1: if it's a twenty minute response time and God forbid it's a cardiac arrest and there's nothing being done on scene to this patient, that's a training video when you get there. There's nothing you're going to do to bring them back. They're dead, dead. You get there. And
0: it, it, when it's something that didn't have to happen. Right. 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 That's what uh, I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you you can say the same thing. I mean, imagine, imagine fire and EMS and police, uh, all emergency services being like, say, how Southwest Airlines was last week. You know, it's like um, all of a sudden, because of the personnel issues dealing with this situation, they had to cancel 2000 flights. Yeah. You know, not only that, but having to do with like, uh, you know, FAA workers you know, being pushed, you know, get this or else, or, or, you know, any, you know, any of the air traffic controllers that work for the FAA, you know, it's, it, it, it's just
2: what's next.
1: Right. Well, that, that's what we were kind of talking about that pre-show. Cause a lot of the, um, a lot of the pilot groups and stuff like that, a lot of those guys are just pulling their retirement, getting it out of there and just going to work private sector now where they can work in like general aviation or something like that, where there are none of this, these bullshit rules, you know? Cause it's, yeah, I think it, it was like, it's your own, it if, if you own your own airplane and you, or someone like a big dog person owns their airplane and they, 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 uh, you know, use it out to like, different pilots to run these like little, you know, jumps all over the country, doing little flights and stuff like that. Then there's, they don't have to follow any of these rules. So why would you want to deal with all that other bullshit work for some major airline when you can just go work over here and make great money and doing the same thing, but just not with any of the stupid stuff.
0: And to, to correct myself, but don't quote me on this, but I think it was – I'm pretty sure it was close to 2,000 flights, but um, I'm not positive, so I'll correct myself and say But I know it was close to it, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: it was a lot. In, I any, don't know the number. Fact, yeah. Any
0: fact checkers out there, please, uh, please uh, do that.
1: Yeah, I never heard the exact Warming. number, but I know it was a ton of people, and there were obviously a ton of people oh, yeah. upset because, you know, different plans and things going on and da 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 And I understand that was a huge shakeup.
0: But, I yeah. mean, in it, it, it Southwest, I mean, that's going to be – the way I see it that's the first domino to fall. I mean, if things keep going the way they're going, it's, it's going to be other airlines. They're not going to have a choice. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and uh, it's just, uh... I mean, you see it in restaurants too. <laughs> Rest- know, restaurants
1: man. are understaffed um, stores like grocery stores, like, I don't know, Best Buy, whatever store you want to name, like any of those stores, they're all understaffed now too. Um, so you're going to have slower service at all those different things, whether it be, uh, you know, food service or, or merchant, you know, sales kind of thing like that, like whatever that kind of stuff like it's all gonna be it's it's coming down the pipe towards all of us now,
0: you know. Oh, yeah, that's I was at uh my the strip mall closest to my house today. And I mean, it has just probably about I mean, it's a big strip mall probably has over 50 businesses in it. And um it almost every single place you walk past in the window, it's, it's help wanted. Yeah. You know, fly within. And then some of these places are even giving sign on bonuses because they're that hard up. Yeah. Cause like no I think it was some of that. the fast, some of the fast food chains. I think it were, I, I don't, I don't know which ones, but some of them were given like a, like a $2,000 sign on bonus. If they, I mean, some of these places are that hard up because you know, they can't find anybody. Yeah. And, um, that's been going on for a while
1: yeah and it's funny that and, like so many uh, years ago you couldn't find a job working at McDonald's if you wanted one or whatever, even like college kid graduates couldn't find jobs, but then now you they can't even find people to work like any of these places can't find anybody to work for them you know? right
0: it's, a, it's it's you know and I'm, uh, you know it's it's like i said it's in my opinion and this is only my opinion it's, it's gonna get worse before it gets better that's yeah think. there's the there yeah. no
1: way like in our in our area here, majority where I live majority of the people that go out and stuff don't wear masks. Like there's no like mandate that says you have to anymore or anything like that. But the restaurants around here, the employees will wear masks. So like why as a, as a person who wants to go get a job, why would you want to go work somewhere where you have to wear a mask all day? Or like my daughter, she's in school. She has to wear a mask at school. They switched it first. You didn't, it was like recommended and then they came out that rule a week before school started. Then they switched it two days later. it's mandatory and that's kind of where it stayed so these kids have to so now you're just like that like you go to work somewhere and then you have to wear a mask all day and if you know we all know from wearing masks like how whether you agree with it or not like it's not a uh, fun thing to have on your face all day you know
0: well the way i see it if, if especially um and we'll use Loudoun county school system because in northern virginia because they're basically ground zero and the most in the news as far as you know, on the school front in this country because of all the issues that are going on, but one of them being the mask mandate issue. If, because I don't think that, one thing that's not talked about enough when it comes to mask wearing is, and you we've watched it, we've all watched it for the past year and a half, is that uh, the way people wear masks and, and the way they wear, like, say, we'll just use these cloth trendy masks that people have, where you can get your favorite, your favorite, you know, logo or, you know, your favorite band, you know, on your, on your mask, you know, come on, man. How many, how how much are people actually washing those things before they, you know, in in between uses? Probably they're probably wearing them a shitload of times before they even wash that thing. And that's what becomes dangerous. And when it comes to these disposable masks, especially the surgical masks that you see most people wear, you know, I mean, if they want to make it safe for kids in school, I think it should be, okay, if you're going to mandate the kids wear these masks all day for like an eight-hour day, then you need to supply the masks, and you need to have them change out their mask every hour. If you want to stay sanitary, that's the best way to do it, because the one of the problems is these kids are going to be in the same mask for eight hours all day long. Yep all day long and i know like I mean, do, do you think do you think a do you think a surgeon is gonna wear the same mask doing multiple surgeries all day
1: no of course not they're gonna they're why gonna, not why yeah, not because yeah, they have to stay you know sterile or
0: it's a little bit different because it has to be an absolute sterile environment but, but still you know you're just at when you're wearing a, the same mask like some of these kids are like like Five hours in, I mean, imagine all the bacteria you you've accumulated in that mask, and and fungus, and and, and all this other crap that you're just constantly breathing in. Plus, I mean, the mask has got to be wet at that point. Yeah. So, at what point? I mean, that is not sanitary. Well, it's like
1: gloves. And, it's like gloves. for mess workers. How many? You know, I I don't know. Depending on the type of call, but I mean, on a, on a patient care, you know, a call in a nine one one unit. I mean, I'd go through. I'd say at minimum maybe three pairs of gloves on the call. You know, and then if it's like yeah, obviously it's a real trauma, you're gonna change them more frequently and stuff like that, which gets annoying because your hands get sweaty and it's hard to put them on. But but like, yeah, you're you're not wearing I'm not wearing I'm not going to the person's house wearing a set of I put on a set of gloves, doing all this stuff getting the back, using those same gloves, starting an IV, cleaning up puke or whatever, you know, whatever bodily stuff's going on, maybe some blood cleanup, stuff like that. And then you're constantly the, changing. Yeah, you're constantly, as soon as they get contaminated with something, they're off and I'm on to the next pair. You know, and that was also easy, very easy to do because it, at least any EMS system I've ever went to, they, they, they provided you with ample gloves. Like there's always boxes of gloves and
0: ambulances of all different sizes. And right. That's kind and that's of what a, you're that's saying. That's a good point. You're not going to wear the same pair of gloves on every single call, are you? You're
1: not going to wear the same pair of gloves, one pair of gloves on the entire call of any patient. I mean, but for, that, there that, might be that. some, some minor exceptions, but most of the time you're going to wear, I would say at least two or three pair on every call.
0: Right. But that's the asinine thing. You know how many, you know, how many, uh, fire and EMS workers, especially at the beginning of this pandemic, not as much now, were wearing the same
2: mask. For example, let me, let me, I'll
0: just give you an example. This was probably about a year ago. I was, uh, you know, I was on, we were getting to the ER with our patient, you know, from, from the scene and, uh, you know, one of my neighboring departments, which was at, you know, I mean, the, the ER was packed and, you know, of course, you're talk, talking to everybody from neighboring departments, you know, waiting to triage your patient in at the ER. And, um, I'm talking to this one guy I know who works at the the neighbor, you know, like the, not my department, but the department next over right from, from where I were, the next county over. And, um he's wearing his mask and he's, he's like, yeah, man. He goes, I'm, I'm on overtime right now. I'm like, really? I said, uh, said, he goes, yeah, I'm almost, I've almost been here for 48 hours. I'm like, really? I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, brother, you, what do you have your mask on now? This was, we were outside the hospital at this point, you know, where I'm like, what do you have your mask on right now? We're outside, you know, and, and you're not with your patient anymore. And he goes, he goes, Oh, they changed the rules now. We have to we have to wear our mask, our N95 mask. The whole time we're on ship, whether we're inside, whether we're on a call, whether, you know, the only time we don't have to wear it is if we're eating or we're in our own confined, you know, room in the station. Meaning they're, if, if they have separate bedrooms and not like a whole, you know, male or female bunk room. Right, you know, um, I'd have a Dorito in in my my mouth all day. Right, and 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 it's obvious the the dude had the same N95 mask that he'd been wearing on probably two dozen calls at least.
2: Yeah, same mask. See, and those rules, those
1: this kind of goes a little bit back to what we talked about last week a little bit. Those rules are made by where I worked, the people that work in like the pleasure palace. That don't know what the the fuck they're doing. Don't know anything about how it actually works in the streets, and just have some rule that someone says, "Hey, why don't we just make them wear all these fucking hats?" You know that those are those fucking yuck yucks that
0: don't. Well, know the what the, the weird thing, uh, yeah, the weird thing is, and 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 I know you'll agree with me on this, Jason, is at, like especially when this whole pandemic thing started. And I know it started out, you know, people are going to say, "Well, that they were because they were afraid that there was going to be a shortage of masks out there for you know the emergency personnel," you know. Which, but everything that we were taught about PPE, personal protective equipment, especially masks, especially N95 masks, is that everything we were taught completely flipped to the opposite, which means we were having to wear the same N95 mask for the whole ship because they were afraid there was going to be a shortage. Did I do that? Absolutely fucking not. Right. Because that's going to be, in my opinion, that is going to be more detrimental to your health. Yeah. then at that time, then, then, you know, the, the Rona.
1: Well, they, they also forgot yeah. that, uh, and you know this from being an EMS provider, um, EMS providers are actually fitted for N95 masks where you have
0: to, and that's get, the other thing. That was you, yeah.
1: yeah you get, you get the hood put on you. It's like a for lack of a better term It's a hood that's clear and you can see out of it. And they spray like a little banaca spray of like a smell and, or a taste, whatever. And then once you you know, and you put it on, you put your different mask on before that. And then if you can't, taste it it's a usually like a really a, like a saccharine taste like a banana or something like that yeah and and when you can taste it that mask isn't fitted right it's either not tight enough or it's the wrong you know what something's like it's the wrong size or whatever right and then eventually you put on the right size mask and it you fit it correctly on your face and all of a sudden you're, you they spray you don't taste anything well then that's the right mask. well that was the thing when they whole started this thing i mean ems providers firefighters they all go through all that stuff you work for a county or whatever city they all most likely do all that stuff. But the civilians that were picking up these N95 masks, cause they're like, Oh, this is what they use at the hospitals. This is the, this is the best ones. And they got all those and they're using those. And I'm like, if they're not sized correctly, correctly, it's like, it's like wearing a napkin on your face. It does it's not doing anything. Cause if, right. if, if there's any gap whatsoever, the, the whole thing is pointless. The whole system doesn't matter anymore. If there's any gap, you know? <laughs> so that was the other thing too, that kind of pissed me off too. Cause, and I was not in EMS when all this stuff happened anymore, but just seeing this stuff, I remember like talking to my wife. I'm like, well, that's stupid. You have to get fitted for that. Have you guys been fitted for those? Well, no. Okay. Then why are you wearing them? I mean, no, I mean if that's what they're given. I guess that maybe it's a little better than nothing, maybe. But it's not doing what people think, you know, you're supposed to be doing, you know?
0: Well, it, it gets to the point, especially with uh, in everything that I'm saying. I'm not against wearing masks at all. I'm just against... Yeah, neither am I the way they're trying to tell people to wear masks. now I think is absolutely asinine. And there was a good meme out there. And I think I sent it to you, Jason and the meme basically showed two guys talking and one guy says the other, he says, he says, Hey man, it's okay if the kids piss in my pool because they have bathing suits on. And the other guy says, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the other guy says, it's exactly like wearing masks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, it's uh, like I said, I'm not, I mean, masks are great to a point and, and, and for specific things, but when it comes to, you know, all day long and everywhere you go, I mean, like, what was it back in the early 1900s? when there was a Spanish, flu, one of the biggest problems they had were people wearing what cloth masks all the time, which created so much bacterial pneumonia, right? You know, and, like I said, and, and then you've got, like, you know, Dr. Flip-Flop Bouchy, know, you know, who's supposed to be the man who's the best.
2: Who's and, not a practicing doctor. And,
0: and giving the advice who's, you know, it's – I'm not saying that the man doesn't have a, a, a great background in what he does, but, I mean, just listen to what he said in the beginning compared to what he's saying now and how many times he's changed – his thought process and belief pattern of what works and what doesn't. It's the same thing. Like, I'm sorry, it's not that. It's it's, it's you yeah. know, it's not going to change that much as much as it's. I mean, because before it was like, no, masks aren't going to do anything for you. You know, social distancing is not going to do anything for you. Then and all he did was plug social distancing and, and you no, know, you have to wear a mask all the time. And then it was double mask and then you know and then it was you know, and it just it's like where do you draw the line, man? Yeah, well,
1: it's, it's the same. Like, it's the same thing. Like I said with the yuck yucks in the pleasure palace where I used to work. Again, Dr. Fowler, he's just a mouthpiece because he's not a practicing doctor. Like, I'd, I'd take more information, and this is my opinion only, Jason. Like, I would take more value from a, a, a someone saying something that's an actual doctor, an epidemi- epidemiologist, or someone who actually practices in the field, works in the ER, works with patients, works in facilities that deal with this kind of stuff. Like, I would take more, more give that more weight than I would some person on TV that just keeps spouting stuff and changes their story. And that's, uh, that's
0: bullshit. You know? Well, I mean, Doctor Fauci, you know, in you know, in all fairness, yes, he's been proven where he is very competent in what he does, but at the same time, and, and yes, he is a practicing doctor. But my question is, when was the last time he actually treated a patient?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what not I'm referring. That, that's, what that's, be, that's, and, that's what I'm, I'm referring to when question. I'm saying not practicing. Like right. saying, saying, like that's like saying that's like me giving the ultimate opinion on a paramedic subject. Like my opinion's better than your opinion, Bobby. You work in the field. I haven't worked in the field in six years, uh, but my opinion's more valuable than yours. That's the asinine thought of that. You know, and your not, your opinion would trump mine every day because you're doing it. Like you might have a shift tomorrow, or you might have just had a shift yesterday, or so you know what I mean. So
0: yeah, oh, sorry. I agree, and, and I'm not saying. I'm asking that question because I don't know when was the last time he actually treated a patient? I don't know. I mean, he, he, he is seems to be the guru talking head on the mainstream media, you know, for the past year and a half where in in my opinion, he's lost a lot of credibility when it comes to certain situations, which is another rabbit hole. We can get down, go down some other time, Mm -hmm. but you know, after everything of what I've, you know, what i've just said i am not trying to take anything away from the guy as far as what he's done in the past or whatever but with this specific situation you know he's lost a lot of credibility and um he's uh you know but that that is my question the one question i would ask him is you know dr dr fauci when was the last time you actually treated a patient when is the last time you actually i treated a patient like say one of these infectious disease docs who actually sees this with patients on a daily basis when it comes to infectious diseases or you know or these types of, of viruses. Yeah, because you know, when when was the last time you actually treated a patient directly for one of these problems?
1: Well, it's like we talked about early, way earlier in one of our other early, really early episodes. You know, we were both in 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 the business uh practicing in EMS with AIDS, uh HIV, H1N1, uh swine flu, anthrax. Um give me something else I'm not remembering. I don't know, something else. So, there's all this different stuff we've been in the field actually practicing with that. I've transported people with infectious diseases and stuff like that in my career, you know? So, I'm not saying I know more than it Dr. Fauci or anything. I'm not going down that. That's not what I'm saying. But like are, you know, that, that's why we want to bring our opinions out there. Cause we're actually in the field experiencing this stuff in the past. And for you, you're doing all that stuff. I just said, plus now the coronavirus, like we talked about early on, there's no way in hell that I would still be in EMS today. If, 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 you know, if I'd stayed in EMS and all this nonsense where you guys, you were telling me in the beginning when you guys had to wear like 17 gowns and booties and, 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 and masks and the hats and all that, and the visors and all that shit to go on this, fuck that. I would never have done that. You know what I mean? So I would have not been in the business anymore, you know.
0: And you guys, well, it's got yeah, it's gotten to to the point. Yeah, and it's gotten to the point where, um, I mean, when it comes to, uh, how we treat certain situations, when it comes to, you know, people under investigation, which is what we label the patients if if we have a possible Rona. Or suspected Rona patient. Um that's that's how we like I've said on one of the other podcasts, that's how we refer to them on the radio as as a as a person under investigation. Yeah, you know, it's kind of code for you know what we're talking about. And it's kinda has it calmed down a little bit? Sure. It's not nearly as as fierce as it used to be. Um but you know it's still I mean, you still go into any ER today, and it's you know majority of the ones I go to anyway. I mean, the doctors, the nurses, um, staff are wearing a mask, and they're wearing one of those plastic face shields and goggles, and it's just you know. But then you'll see some that are just wearing. Uh, one step down from an N95 mask. Yeah, those are you know, be- my. Or then you'll see some that are just wearing surgical masks. So it it has, calmed down a little bit. That's good, and which is good. And, uh, I just think the fear mongering out there when it comes to all these new variants that are, that are coming out that, that there are, is really, in my opinion, no data out there except for just theory. I mean, cause you still can't test for any of these variants. You can still only test for the Corona, right? you know? So, I mean, it's, it's just, a uh,
2: Where do you draw the line? Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, I've I've gotten to that point where I'm just like, where do you, where where are we gonna draw the line?
1: Well, that's why I like where I live, because like where I live, now I'm not talking about the EMS side, obviously, because I don't do that anymore. But where I live, like we we've, I I don't want to say we're we're not stupid or anything like that, but like we've kind of just gone back to reality a little bit. Like we're, I know where you live is a little bit different. Like they're a little bit slower getting out of it, you know, kind of. Um, because like I said, people around here, go we go shopping now without masks on. There's none of that stuff going on anymore. All, it's all like all right, because because we yeah. gotta you gotta live you got you gotta live at some point. You, you, everybody lives, everybody dies, and at some point, like, do you want to live a restricted life your whole life for this thing they say is a big deal? But depending on who you listen to or whatever, you know, you can make your own decisions off of, or or do you want to just live your life? You know, like, what do you want
2: to do?
0: And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to that choice. But when the powers that be try to make it to where you you don't even have that choice anymore i mean what kind of what kind of country are we living in at that point right and i know there's a lot of people out there to be like well this is a pandemic situation and you need to you need to respect that this what the people are just trying to help you it's like again where do you draw the line yeah and also for how the, much is enough well
1: and for the people that you uh know? the people that say that kind of stuff the only thing i tell them and i respect their opinion obviously but the thing i tell them too is like all right cool well, let's let's check let, let's rewind a little bit and watch this money trail because everything goes back to money. So let's watch the money trail. You know, let's watch the, the people that are pushing all these vaccines and then you have to get the second dose, the third dose, the booster, booster 29, like all this nonsense. If it's, if it's a, if it's something that's supposed to work as a so-called vaccine, why is it, why do you have to get boosters every like two days or like, that's nonsense. Like, that's not like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't fit with anything else we've ever been given. You get all these other vaccines, you take it once, you're good to go, maybe twice, whatever. You know, now now they're trying to make all this stuff where you're like, they're, you, know, you just follow the money, man. Follow the money trail, you know. Well,
0: like I said, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on, whether you're for it or against it. Um, you got to draw the line somewhere. Um, and how much is enough? And we're getting to the point in this country where I think even people that were scared and all for all of these mandates are really starting to question it now. They're like, wait a minute, what's, what's going on here? Why, why are a lot of my civil liberties being kind of stripped from me little by little? Well,
1: and that's, and, and- that's a whole other topic too, because it's interesting mm-hmm. that, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, no. It's interesting because back when this all started and, and we kind of talked about this early on again, um, this was a political thing. This was like, right. you know, I hate Trump or I love Trump, whatever. It became that kind of thing. Now people are realizing mm-hmm. like, you know, whether you like, like Trump or hate Trump, whatever, he's, he's not here anymore. Like he's not the president. So now they're realizing this isn't political anymore because it's not like when all that stuff went and, and Trump didn't get back in office, everybody just was like, Oh yay, And everything went back to normal. That's not what happened. They're still doing the same thing. So now everybody I think is waking up to seeing like, Hey, this is kind of a little bit weird, a little different. Maybe, maybe I need to look at this a little more. Maybe I need to do my own research on some of this stuff. Because now it's not just like, oh, this was just so and so pushing it for so and so reasons or you know, whatever. It's not that anymore. And I think people are coming coming around to that and that's kinda waking people up a little bit too, in my opinion.
0: And and I and I am a firm believer and like I said, everybody has to make their own choice, but I am a firm believer in the mainstream media is the wrong place to get your information when it comes to this topic these days. People need to go that extra mile and look at the information from all different sources, from all different angles, and then make their own best educated, you know, guess or opinion and go from there.
2: Yeah,
1: like, yeah, read both sides of it, too. Like, like you said, like, don't just look at the the mainstream side of like, all oh, this is, you know, whatever. Look at the other side. Just look at, even if you don't agree with it, just look at it and see what they're saying and see if that makes any sense to you. Versus what, right. what maybe you feel like you feel way a read, read about way B and see what's going on there and see if like, Oh, I read B. I still don't agree with anything they're saying, or, Oh, they made some good points there, or whatever. Like go with that and be a smarter individual, not just some moron just following you know, like a lemming, just following everybody around, you know?
0: I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the way I look at it, you know, famous words from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, there are three sides to every coin. There's heads, there's tails, and then there's the edge. I'd rather be on the edge because then I can see both sides and ma- determine, you know, my own opinion from that data. Well, that goes to like
1: normal conflicts too. There's three sides to every story. There's what he said. Right. There's what she said. And then somewhere in there is the truth. It's there's the, the same truth. exact thing. So yeah, exactly. so Robert Kiyosaki put a, a unique spin on it with his with his wording there, but it's the same same theory there, yeah. And Whatever. you're
2: absolutely right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I think we nailed this topic into the ground.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, it it just happens to be one of the major current events of the uh past Well, yeah, it's half. not going away. And That's
1: the thing. We we're not trying to like beat a dead horse on this program. Uh, you know, through our different episodes and stuff. But like like Bobby said, like when the LA stuff is now becoming a bigger and bigger deal. And now we're seeing it funnel down to, you know, insert where you live here, you're seeing it funnel down in various ways through the food service or through getting things logistically. And, and you know, the, uh, the ships offshore, all this stuff, holding stuff, Like y- y- you're starting to see that all over the place. So it's, it's going to be a topic until it goes away. You know, we're not saying every show is going to be about it, but if there's something in current events, we're going to talk about it.
0: Right. Especially when it, it can directly involve, can be involved to, you know, emergency services. Yeah. And, uh, that, that is something that is being affected because of this particular issue. And, um, it's like I said, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. I hate to say that. I don't mean to sound like a Debbie downer, but that's, that's just the reality of it right now. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not looking too good right now.
1: Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see, and hopefully, you know, unless things change, like Bobby said, it probably won't uh, get better sooner than it will get worse, but uh, hopefully things will change. Um, we had a new sed- segment, unless you had anything else that we wanted to add this week. Do you have anything else you wanted to add to the former topic?
2: No, I think I've uh,
0: beat that down enough.
1: <laughs> All right, well, we want to do a new segment just to kind of brighten the day, because sometimes we talk about stuff, and it gets a little real, and, um, you know you know, give everybody a little, little fun ending to the show. So as EMS providers, um, like we said, Bobby's been doing this for 27 years. I've did it for 20 years. Um, we see a lot of shit and a lot of stuff we see is also hilarious. Um, so we want to do a section, a segment called like funny calls or humorous calls or what the fuck calls or whatever you want to call it. Um, so do you want to go this week or do you want me to talk about one or how do you want to do that? Go ahead, man. All right. Well, one of mine I had, uh, we kind of talked about this pre-show. I already talked about the mattress call or in an earlier episode. That was freaking, that was epic. That was one of my favorite calls ever. Um, but this one involved a, uh, that we went on was a lady who um, was having a UTI, like self-diagnosed UTI, whatever. Um, and so she was going to drink some uh, cranberry juice because um, that's like a home remedy for that that a lot of people do. Um, so she had a cranberry juice extract in her, in her kitchen, like that she used for whatever different stuff she used it for. And it came in those little, for lack of a better term, those little airplane liquor bottles, like those little one ounce, two ounce, whatever those things are, uh, little bottles of, you know, in his cranberry juice extract. So she knew what was going on. She's had, you know, she said she'd had a history of UTIs in the past. So she, this is how she's dealt with them in the past. You know, and usually she can take care of them herself without going to the doctor. So she went, grabbed the bottle, twisted the cap, chugged that thing back you know, like, like just in a, basically took a shot of it basically, um, in one gulp and immediately her throat closed up and she couldn't breathe of course, cause her throat closed up. And then she sp- sp- spit up what some of it went down of course. And then the rest of it got spit back up and she called 911 or she was with a friend or something. I don't, remember. I think there was a friend there too. So someone called 911, the engine got there be- way before we did, cause we were coming from a, a further two away. Um, so we get there, we hear the whole story. At this point, when we arrive, she's sitting there. She's beat red in the face, sweating profusely. gat still kind of like catching her breath a little bit and chugging milk, like just drinking lots of milk, like you know, putting milk in her mouth and just swishing it around, and holding it and then swallowing, they like doing that whole thing. And so that's
0: basically the antidote, right? Right. So or milk. Or well, yeah. Nuts. So
1: we so we try to figure out. We're like, what the fuck? And so when we get there. She's telling us or the engine guys are telling us that, you know, like the story that we just told you, except when she went to grab the cranberry juice extract right next to it or somewhere in that area was a habanero pepper extract bottle. So she grabbed that instead, popped the lid off that and chugged that. And so her throat, obviously, as soon as it touched her throat, all that, you know, Scoville heat basically hit her throat. And then her body, her body said, fuck this and locked up. And then that's why she couldn't breathe for half a second, even though she did ingest some, but most of it she was able to spit out, but it's still like in her mouth, you know, like all in her, you know, lips and gums and all that. And so we were treating her and then, you know, checking her vitals out. Her vitals were fine. Uh, She was able to talk to us, of course, by this point, because we were there, let's say, let's say 10 minutes after it happened or seven minutes after it happened or something like that. So we're talking to her. We're looking at her like, hey, medically wise, there's nothing wrong with you, although I know you're in massive amounts of pain. Um, There's really nothing the ER is going to do for you. In this situation, but other than, you know, you're drinking milk products, which is probably, like you said, the best thing you can do in this situation. Uh, right. And she ended up, of course, not wanting to go to the hospital. And we stayed with her for like 20 minutes just to make sure she got to the level. She was breathing normal. She wasn't hyperventilating anymore. Calmed her, Got her calm down. And, right. and, and the pain was subsiding even more than it had before we even got there. And then we were telling her, doing all this, we we're like, hey, today this sucks. Tomorrow this is a fucking hilarious story. So that was, oh, one yeah. of the, yeah, it was one of the things like how many times you're going to like see somebody do that, obviously, unless they're trying to be like on a YouTube video or something like that, that, that happened. So that was kind of like one of the funnier calls I went on. It was kind of interesting and, and you know, not normal. Man, I
0: can't even imagine, uh, you know, accidentally taking down the habanero extract. That's just. Damn. Yeah, because like
1: the, I... the extract stuff, usually you put like like in it, like you'll make like a pot of chili or something like right. that example. You'll put like a drop or two drops drops in there um because it's extract too which ex- everybody knows extract is more powerful than like you know whatever so it's it's, concentrated yeah it's, yeah. Made, yeah it's concentrated down exactly so you're supposed to put like one or two drops into a whole kettle of chili you know and, it, and it's going to disperse that heat throughout that thing and she just chugged like you know basically we'll just say she did a shot of extract <laughs> like probably got a half an ounce or so down or an ounce down before before her throat duel was going on you know because she just threw it down and uh yeah i couldn't imagine that pain i mean i've had i like hot sauces and stuff like that and i've had some ones that you know they will put you on the floor for a little while in pain but um yeah i couldn't imagine doing that especially when you're not but those you're at least expecting you're like this is gonna be hot as balls like this is gonna suck but i want to do it because i'm an idiot and then but she was not trying to do that she was just trying to feel better
0: (laughs) the other thing you have to worry about especially when you're handling that type of stuff is if if you accidentally rub your eyes Oh yeah. You know, cause just that little bit of residue on your hands, even holding that bottle, if there was some on the sides or whatnot, you rub your eyes, you know, just cause you have an itch or something like that. Oh yeah. That, that I, I mean, that's absolutely can be horrible.
1: Yeah. Funny, funny. Uh, well, depending how you are, funny story or gross story. Uh We actually, this is not related to this call. We just went on, we were at the firehouse and um we had, we had a, you know, one of the fire guys and they were all there eating their I guess they were, I think it was fries, I think, or something. And the guy, um, one of the guys, put hot sauce, like really, like potent stuff, not like Tabasco or something. It was like real, real hot stuff. And he, and like, like Mad Dog, the crazy shit, yeah, the crazy stuff. So he put it on the fries. So he was eating like his his little portion of fries. And so he started eating it. He's like, "Oh God!" And his eyes were like watering. And we were all laughing and like, you know, making fun of him and stuff like that. (laughs) And, And it was just a fun time at the firehouse, right? And it's like dinner time, so everybody's eating their own, their own stuff. Well, all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh God." Man, that's kicking my butt. Well, lo and behold, just like what you said, um, at late, some point during the meal, he had put his hands down his pants um, oh. to itch. We'll just leave, not trying to make it too graphic, but to like itch or something like that. And which <laughs> I know is gross to a lot of people, but guys, we all get it. Uh, so all of a sudden we're all eating our sandwich, watching, you know, whatever's on TV. We're all just sitting in the, the kitchen, just chilling, doing our thing. And also we hear go, oh, Oh God. And like, he already ate it already. So we're like, why is he getting all freaked out? He already, he already knows it's hot. He's like, Oh Jesus. Yeah. And he just <laughs> runs out of the kitchen and then, you know, he's gone for a while. And so finally we sent someone, we saw him run into the bathroom and uh, we, into the big bathroom with like showers and stuff in there. And then someone went and checked on, him like, you know, a little while later and found out what had happened. And he was in there rinsing himself off. <laughs> So that was a, not an EMS story, but like firehouse story, you
0: know, probably putting water on it made it worse.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. But at that point, do you care? (laughs) Like, like if you drink, if you drink like habanero stuff, (laughs) if you have habanero (laughs) hot, so like you go to B dubs or something, you get like some awesome wings that are like hot as balls and then you're and all they have for you to drink is water. Are you going to drink nothing or are you gonna drink water even though you know it makes it worse? You're gonna drink the yeah, water. You're drinking the water because it for that instant, that little millisecond that the water gets in there, it ta- it feels good. You're like, oh god, no heat, and you're like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> and then you're like, oh god, because well, first of all, guys are morons, but but that's that's how it usually works.
0: <laughs> well, they have that. They have that now. They have that. Was it? It's not the. It's not the ghost pepper. It's that Carolina hybrid. Ca- Carolina pepper.
1: Reaper.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Carolina Reaper. You can get the one chip. It's yeah. like, uh, it's been like marinated in or whatever. And, yeah. uh, there's, there's the chip challenge and uh, a lot of people are doing it. You know, you can just buy that one package. You can buy them at certain convenience stores.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember. I've seen buy that one so,
0: chip and just see who can uh, hold on the longest. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. I've seen, uh, uh, I've seen like, I watched those videos of those things. The, uh, I can't, I can't remember the name of the chip, but it, it comes in like, right. it's like a little coffin box looking thing. And it literally is yeah. one, it's like, it looks like a Dorito. That's all it looks like. It doesn't look yeah. scary or anything. It's just like, Oh, it's a freaking Dorito. And everybody eats. It says actually really good. Like it tastes delicious. It's like a nice and the heat. Kicks in. Yeah. Then the heat kicks in. And you're like, go oh, fuck
0: yourself. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah. That's, so some, it, that's that, some,
0: uh, some crazy shit right there. The, uh, cause some of that stuff is just, I mean, don't go me wrong. I'm a hot sauce connoisseur, man. I love spicy food and I love hot sauce, but some of that yeah. stuff out there, it's just the way I gauge it. It's soon. It's, it, it, If you can't even taste your food anymore, you know the particular food that you're eating. What's the point? Yeah,
1: there it does get it it does get like too hot. Like there's oh yeah, I I get um for for uh for Christmas I get a a, um my uh, mother-in-law gets me an advent calendar that's hot sauces. So every day is a new hot sauce, you know, and it's cool because some of them are like hot Well, some of them are just good. They're like they're hot, but they're like. Not, they're like, I give them to my daughter. You know what I mean? Like my daughter likes some hot stuff. So not the habanero, but I'll give her some. She's like, oh, that's really good. But oh yeah, it's got a little kick to it. You know, there's, some of them are like that. And then some of them, like you said, are, there's like, there's always a ghost pepper one in there. There's always a Carolina Reaper one in there. There's always one with like scorpion peppers. There's, then there's, and you know, there's like those, there's ones that you're like, oh God, (laughs) that, you know, some of the bottles, they're like, again, those little, airplane liquor bottle size things except for the last one's huge but but all of them are like like that. It's a cool set cuz you get to try all the stuff and you're like, "Oh, that's not. Oh, I didn't think that would be hot at all and this is hot as balls." <laughs> you know. It's a fun way to try all the different uh different stuff out there,
0: you know. Well, I mean it was it's about I think it was about 20 years ago. Um my old partner, his wife, and forgive me if I've told this story before, but she uh she I can't remember the name of the particular hot sauce, but it was a particular hot sauce that came in like this like Old, like little crate that just fit the hot sauce in it. And, um, she wanted me to have it. because She knew how much I loved hot sauce and it was too hot for her. It was almost ridiculously, you know, too hot for her. I'm like, I'm like shit, I'll take it. Yeah. So I had a little bit of, it. it was literally one of those things where you could put a little bit on a knife, wipe it off and then stir just that residue on the knife in like a bowl of soup or chili. And it would, the whole bowl would be destroyed. It was that. And I'm like, and this was 20 years ago, and I'm like, there is no way that that was that hot without being chemically enhanced. But of course, you know, I, at that point, you know, I had never heard of like, you know, ghost peppers back then, or, or Carolina Reapers or whatnot, or what the hottest pepper was, because, yeah. you know, to me, I mean, having arrows were, I mean, shit, the, that was the hottest to me, anyway.
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, anyway, like, it wasn't the hottest, yeah. But Ghost it was pepper one and, that, and Carolina Reaper make habaneros look like child's play, like they're, oh, yeah, they're and, stupid. And, and Jalapenos are a joke compared to that.
0: Well, yeah, and habaneros are that's that's as steep as I'll go because that's that's as hot as I'll go where I'll still actually be able to have the flavor of the food you're eating along with the pepper, yeah. And, um, because, like, if you, like I said before, if you, if your food is so destroyed to where you can't even taste what it is anymore because it's so overpowered by that heat, what's the point? Yeah. You know, it's all about, it's all about, you know, winning whatever competition you have going on with, like, your friends at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, it, which is, hence the, the Carolina Reaper chip.
1: Yeah, the hottest I'll go is, like, there's a, I have a Mad Dog, I think it's Mad Dog 357, I think sauce that's what it is and it's it's hot like it'll you when you put it on like let's say you have burritos or something like that or tacos you put a little bit on there you're gonna eat it and taste the the sauce itself is uh, actually has great flavor so it's like really good on stuff um but you just know that for 30 minutes after you start eating you're gonna get the sweats all that stuff but you also know that in 30 minutes it's done so it's not one right. things that lingers on for hours and like the next day you're still paying for it it's not it doesn't do at least to me it doesn't to me it's well, like. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, man. those People need to remember it. Even though it's hot going in, it's going to be hot coming out.
1: Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, that's why I like that sauce because, though, it's like it's got good flavor. And yeah, I'll eat it and I'll like get hot and stuff like that and sweaty and stuff like that. But I know as the 30 minutes, you know, you get closer to that 30 minute mark, it, you know, it's tapering down as it goes. And it's like, you know, so like 20, 25 minutes, you're kind of like, oh, okay. And you're fine. You know. So, yep. But that's as hot as I'll go. Some of these like that, that, whatever that chip. I know what you're talking about with that chip. I can't remember what it's called, but like, yeah, I'm not. I watched those videos with my daughter once and I was like, she, I was like, you think we should do that? And she's like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. she's. I, I think your daughter was smart. You know, So it's kind of like, I remember was it several years ago when they had the, the tide pod competition. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which was, which we actually at work. We had to, you know, we had a couple of situations with that. Cause there were these kids would see something like that on social media and they, they'd, uh, they try to copy it or have competitions with their friends. And that's dangerous. Or there was the, uh, the uh, tablespoon of cinnamon, you know, competition which yeah. was really dangerous, too, because what kids didn't understand is if you're going to do something like that, and I'm not recommending this by any means, I think it's dangerous, so don't do it, but what kids would do is the first time they would take that spoon, in and then they would take a breath, and the dust of the cinnamon in their mouth, they're inhaling, you know, yeah. when, as soon as they take that breath, and would just, I mean, that is just. Completely dangerous, and uh yeah, we did that all in yeah. the fire department.
1: I, I tried that once; that was, that was a dumb mistake.
0: Well, I mean, what you, what, what you, you know, you know, the people that actually were successful doing it, they would do it. They would hold their breath, and then they would swallow it, and then take a drink of some fluid, you know, to to bind it, and then it goes down. Right. I'm not saying it's not gonna. I'm not. You know, if you have a sensitive stomach, I'm not saying it's not gonna hurt your stomach, but the problem with a lot of these kids that were doing that is they would put it in their, They would take, put, take the spoonful of cinnamon in their mouth and then they'd breathe in and then they would just breathe in the dust of the cinnamon. That was was, always the
1: funniest part though. Cause you always, you always see that exhale of just cinnamon dust. It's like, and then (laughs) it's like brown dust flying out. Yeah. It's
0: not, it's not safe though. It's not safe. No, that was, that was any of those. I mean, like that was just a completely stupid, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all about having pranks and, and, but I mean, come on, people be safe about that. Yeah, that 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 was just, especially when you have got, you know, young kids trying to do this stuff. I mean, it's like plus like the Tide Pod thing. I'm like, what? Why would you even want to do that?
1: Yeah, that to me, like the cinnamon thing that doesn't. I'm not saying it's good for you to do, but at least that is like something you eat normally. Like people have right. cinnamon on stuff, so that's not scary. You're not to me. in that amount. Yeah, there's no, and like in like the milk challenge. You know, people say you can't drink a gallon of milk in an hour, so that's not scary to me because like you're just drinking or eating something you already eat. Although there are, like you said, side effects to it that could come. Or eating hot sauce, you know, like realistically, it's probably not going to kill you. Um, but, but it's like, yeah. But some of that other stuff, like why, like what, whatever crossed your mind that you wanted to
0: eat detergent? <laughs> like when did that? Well, it it all grew? comes down to it all comes down to you know showing off and having a competition with with your friends. But you know, people just need to remember that some of these things are dangerous and you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, yeah. But.
1: And then they need to show like the people that died from it and stuff like that. You know.
0: And then that's a real thing. And, um, but it's, uh, yeah, that's just the tide pod thing. That was something I'll never understand. Yeah. Uh, that, that I never got either.
1: All right. Well, let's wrap this up, man. Um, I think we're kind of done here. Um, so do you have anything else you want to add?
0: I'm good, man. All
1: right. I want to do just a little bit of house cleaning like we do every week. um, Thanks again for listening to the show. We really appreciate all the support. Um, Please, please, please tell all your friends, subscribe, write a review, give us five stars. Don't give us two stars, you fucks. Um, And uh, tell your friends about it. Listen on, you know, the various platforms, whatever one you want, we're on it. Um, And basically tell your friends and spread the word, man. If you want to uh, support us, we got links that'll be below in the description where you can, like, buy us a coffee or join as a membership or you can support in other ways. So uh, we appreciate everything. We want to thank you again for listening. So until then, we will see you next week on Paramedics
2: Unscripted.